Hello, and welcome to People First Merseyside Podcast. Today, me, Emma, and Phil will be interviewing our special guest today, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, good morning. You okay? Yeah. So, could you tell us who you are, Bob, and what it is that you do? Of course, yeah. So, my name is Bob Waits. Uh, my background is a learning disability nurse, and I have been for around coming up to 10 years now. Um, and my current role is a leather reviewer. Hmm. Um, what does leather stand for? So, leather stands for learning from lives and deaths, people with a learning disability and autistic people. But for me and for our team, it stands for a lot more than just that. So it stands for making a difference, it stands for learning and improving, it stands for people's voices being heard, it stands for living full and happy lives, and it stands for promoting dignity in death. Mm -hmm. What is your job role? So my job role, so our team is made up of a lot of professionals. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, social workers, we have nurses, um, including myself. We have mental health nurses and learning disability nurses and uh, a physiotherapist as well. And the role that I have is to review the notes for people that have passed away. So I'll talk to families, I'll talk to carers, I'll talk to their friends as well and relatives and I'll ask questions about how their life was mm -hmm. and obviously how their death was and within that I'll make sure that we check that everyone was working together if there was things that could have been improved we'll talk about that we'll see if we can make a plan around how we could have made that better we'll make sure things like people had an annual health check you know mm -hmm. we'll make sure that if they were if they needed any health care were they asked about it as well? You know, were they, did they check with the person whether they wanted the healthcare that they received and was it how they wanted it at the time? Mm. And we make sure that people had things like reasonable adjustments. If they went to the GP, make sure that was all all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my role is about reading, learning about people's story and then trying to tell that and make improvements from that going forward. Mm -hmm. Is it working? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, as a learning disability nurse, I'm proud of some of the things that are coming out of this. I'm proud to see that, you know, it's improving people's lives. I'm proud to see of some of the things that are coming out. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, who is part of the Leather team? I, so, yeah, I'll, I'll jump back. I apologise. I've probably, probably <laughs> answered a little bit. No, it's fine. So, so there's, as I say, there is a team of us at the moment. So, we're, we're based in the, the sort of Cheshire and Merseyside area. And we also covered in, into uh, Trafford as well, and Manchester. And um, we're built up of learning disability nurses, uh, mental health nurses, as I say, physiotherapists. And um, yeah, we're, we're quite a, we're a very nice team. It's good because everyone's got a lot of experience and that helps me a lot. My background is learning disability nursing, but it means that I can ask my colleagues questions that they might know more about. For example, if I don't know a certain thing about epilepsy, I can ask one of my colleagues who might know more. So what that does is it means that the reviews are really positive. It means that we can ask each other questions if we get stuck, which I'm sure is the same for yourselves as well. It's important to be able to ask those questions, isn't it? So yeah, that, that's who our team's built mm. up of. Yeah. Mm. What is Leather or what does it do? Leather is a service improvement programme. It's a national programme. 
And what it looks to do, as I say, is, is learn from the lives and deaths of people with a learning disability and autistic people. And it then works to develop national plans going forward. So, mm-hmm. for example, if constipation is a major issue that's picked up within the deaths that we review, we'll look at how we can then improve things around constipation support and people around that, increasing awareness, increasing understanding. But I asked um, a couple of the other reviewers as well that I work with to tell me sort of what they do or why they do the job that they do. So if you're all right, I'll I'll sort of talk through that. So people said, we we came into this role because we're passionate about improving the lives of and the deaths of people with a learning disability and autistic people. We've all said we feel really honoured to be able to have the opportunity to speak to the families, the carers, the friends of people with a learning disability and those with autism who passed away, to learn about their lives and to talk about what things were good and what could have been improved. And another another reviewer told me that she felt that coming into this job put her in a position that could help her really drive forward change and create improvements for people. And for me, I feel the most important part of the review process is actually understanding the person. Uh, that we're talking about, you know, learning about who and what made them happy, what other people knew about them and what they wanted from their lives. And this helps me to really understand if their life and their death was as they would have wanted. Mm -hmm. And obviously if it was something that we could have made different. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes me passionate. That's what sort of drives me with this. Right, it's it's just that um, myself and Emma, uh, we actually have, have been given the opportunity to attend uh, leather, uh, leather uh, meetings, uh, a bit different really isn't it? Yeah, he tends to the nation one yeah, yeah. and I tends to Cheshire yeah. and their side okay. leather meetings, okay. so the difference. Yeah. Have, have you guys been to one already? Yeah, to be You've honest, been to loads of them, I've been, I've been, I, I was, I was, so no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> Um, um, I would I would say our our members within all what we do blah blah uh, are, are given opportunities uh, to actually learn skills and ex- have experiences to uh, go on these uh, yeah. meetings yeah, or whatever yeah. um, uh, and probably just before. Covid, I think okay. just before or during Covid uh, period, uh, I was given the opportunity to um, uh, attend uh, the leather meetings that uh, I, I attend, and this is this is probably uh, due to uh, the loss of our uh, our colleague David Morley. Oh, very sorry, uh, and um, something that. And something that I had no no experience of knowing or doing mm. uh, and uh, what, what, what we what we what we what we do is we 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 uh, even to this day uh, attend on zoom not maybe okay hopefully within, so remotely sort of with, yeah hopefully to to uh, avoid uh, people with learning disabilities die younger th- uh, than they should Absolutely. towards yeah. live, live uh, a bit older than what, what they did. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, 
uh, I, th I think I think our voices are being heard but I feel somewhere deep down inside uh, that people's voices aren't how do we how do we uh, deal with that towards obviously making it better I think the work that you guys do is fantastic and, and obviously I was looking before at some of the, the booklets that you, has been produced from, from mm -hmm. this place and I realise now I've used them before when I've been nursing and things like that in the past and, and you know I think seeing those is really good I think to make sure that people's voices are heard there needs to be people that are listening doesn't there so I think a lot of what we will benefit as the professionals in the room would benefit from mm -hmm. having you present and giving your experience your lived experience of these things I think I suppose for me I'd ask you really how, how do you feel when you're on those meetings do you feel you're able to represent yourselves do you, um, do you with, feel heard with, with me um, I say a lot because my letter than Phil's letter. My letter is more in depth of it. Um, I get found out the way people with limb disease and autism, where they die, and we get given case studies about that patients with an LD, and it goes into depth of it, mm -hmm. like how they got ignored, how how um, can we work on it. Because, um, like, I think a couple of months ago, I went to a letter meeting and it was upsetting for me because mm -hmm. it was emotional. We had to, like, talk about it for two hours. Okay. I heard about a woman's story, how she died, how she got ignored and that. And I was reading through it mm -hmm. and um, it's hard the one what I go to it dead hard because I like sitting right through it because I like it's interesting to yeah. talk about death, yeah. how other people what they die off and how got how to like um, not repeat itself mm -hmm. and yeah, that. Absolutely. But it is like heartbreaking for me to hear how people with learning disabilities and also autism get treated yeah. in in NHS care, you know what yeah. I mean? It's heartbreaking, but it did open my eyes mm -hmm. how they died. Yeah. But it is upsetting because I sit two hours long hearing mm -hmm. long stories, case studies so about them. I wonder then, I think these may be what we know as panel meetings then yeah because yeah, so yeah, they will be different then to the steering groups yeah so the panel meetings I, I can talk about my mm -hmm. experience of panel meetings I haven't been in the steering groups for me yeah because I went to I went to because two you got part one or part two or yeah, Cheshire and Mercedes and we go like the steering group and I go to the panel after yes. it like yeah so my, my experience is the panel, which I think is what you were talking is, yeah. is, is what is, is very emotive and I completely understand that and I think as a reviewer as well, um, we get very emotional about these, these things, as understandably, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of what we do is we read through, we understand, mm -hmm. we learn about the life of that person and we'll see, you know, um, 
we'll mainly focus on a specific mm-hmm. sort of time frame for that person. So we'll tend to look at sort of the year before they're passing away. Mm-hmm. And if there's any long-term health conditions, diabetes, heart problems, things like that, we'll look at specifically how those were managed. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think as well with the panel meetings, because we're trying to explain a life in, in a short space of time, mm-hmm. that's why they can be quite difficult at times, I think, because a lot of the things, there's a lot of positives that come from these deaths yeah, as yeah. well. There's a lot of positive yeah. things. So our learning isn't always about we need to improve something. It might be this person actually had a really good dignified death mm-hmm. and how can we help other people have a similar one mm-hmm. you know so I think there is a there is a number of cases where there's sad things that have happened absolutely and we hear in mm-hmm. the news don't we and things like that, that these, I, these um, occur, I, I, I I think we both I think both myself and Emma are, are very passionate about obviously uh, what we're doing and yes we have come out of our comfort zone to uncomfort zone yeah. but at the same time I I, I feel uh, quite strongly and I think it's a vital uh, point to bring forward um, towards individuals I think uh, to be around the right people mm-hmm. family yeah. carers support to actually uh, have their voices heard and to see uh, and believed, I think that's. I, I think I think they are quite vital words to be brought forward because um, probably not talking about our past, but we have that experience of our voices being yeah. ignored, okay. and and something that uh, was important that could could have. Uh, been wrong or whatever uh, was ignored, and obviously it was it it was important, and uh, something happened, and it could have been seen into earlier rather than later. And due to those voices being ignored, they could have they could have lived longer, yeah. and they didn't. And unfortunately, they passed away. So yeah. I just thought I'd. Absolutely. Bring yeah. bring bring that uh, forward a bit earlier and later, uh, and within those period of times of uh, probably within the last few years, mm-hmm. um, their voices are being heard and seen into, and uh, that person um, has has. Uh, seen into the treatment or whatever medication yeah. and they've, they, they've got themselves better which is fantastic Amazing. but I yeah. still think it's still happening that people's voices should be still be heard and taken on as, as serious as serious yeah. absolutely and I, and I hope part of things like this I hope you know this awareness that you guys will bring to, to Ladder as well is really mm-hmm. vital isn't it you know um, the more we can have these conversations and be open with well, the conversation. Well, I've, uh, um, as you're probably aware, by what what we do with all our uh, organisation, what we do, yeah, our word is being spread, yeah, and uh, letting people 
uh, further afield out of our organisation, uh, hear our voices and um, and uh, for them to do. Yeah. So absolutely. and it, and it's worth yeah. it. Good. Good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Bob, can anyone ask for there to be a letter of you? Yes, absolutely. So um, ladder itself is is you can refer to ladder. Um, anyone can refer to, to ladder. So when somebody passes away, um, it's quite often maybe the GP who knew that person when mm -hmm. they passed away, maybe a social worker, a nurse, family member. So absolutely. But you there's a, a referral form that is done online and. Um, that can also you can also phone through as well to, to have a conversation. So, if you, for example, if a friend passed away and you mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that Ladder knew about it, you could phone the GP, you could phone Ladder directly, and you could also do that online if you're able to access that yourself. And mm -hmm. um, I understand it's not easy for everybody to access the technology, but it is the form itself to fill out is quite simple. Mm -hmm. So, if you had some support or you knew someone that could maybe help with doing that. It, it's really important for us as well uh, because what we the first thing we get is what's called a notification and that's what comes from your referral if you were to say someone's passed away so the information that's on that we use so it might talk about who was their next of kin so that could mean a family member a friend that they've chosen for example so absolutely anyone can can refer into to leader and we've had numbers of people you know uh, several referrals for one person as well because a family member has referred them a nurse has referred them for example um, but yeah it's it's quite an open um, way of referring yeah yeah um is there a specific age range so people that i will review is from 18 years old and upwards however we do review from the age of four onwards but it isn't our team that does that so um, yeah, so I will work and review people from the age of eighteen to to whenever. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we've had people referred from as young as that up to yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a letter process trying to reduce the number of people with learning disabilities and autistic people dying? What is the letter goal? Yeah, absolutely. I think as we talked about already, I think ultimately the goal is to improve the lives of people with a learned disability mm -hmm. and autism but it is also to improve the deaths as well mm -hmm. you know we have to recognize of course people die you know we mm -hmm. all will, will die yeah however the important thing is that we have the conversation about it before it gets to a stage where we're not able to talk about it so for me one of the important things around this role in this this program is that we 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 kind of make it more normal to have that conversation for people I think and um, sort of almost break the taboo if that makes sense about talking about death because it's really important mm -hmm. you know I would like the opportunity to say how I would like that to be and I'm sure you all would like the mm -hmm. opportunity mm -hmm. to say how that would like you would like that to be um, and so I think part of the, the passion that comes from us is around that as well. Of course, it's about looking at, you know, for example, if someone had, <clears throat> there'd been issues and it maybe hadn't been picked up soon enough, I understand that that could lead to that person passing away. But mm -hmm. if we'd had those conversations sooner, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a number of cases where we have had those conversations in a good amount of time. Yeah. That person has been able to say, this is what I want. You know, I want to die at home. I want my mm-hmm. family with me. Even down to, I want certain music on and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. which I think gives me goosebumps. I think it's magical that we have those conversations. I think it's so important. But yeah, the, the goal of Leader is that, is to improve those things for people. But this is, this is, this is why we, we, uh, we have the project, the David project, because David Morley was a member of People First Murder Society and probably for many, many, pe- uh, many people with learned disabilities before uh, the letter uh, came into operation people with learned disabilities uh, probably didn't have the opportunity to have their say of how they wanted to plan and arrange their own funeral yeah. blah, blah. and this is how yeah this is how the, the day project came yes. along yeah. uh, for us to learn obviously yeah. we, we, uh, we 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 had to put in a fund obviously you know to, to make the day project work yeah. um, uh, but to spread word and, and to help people uh, have their say of to plan and arrange their own funeral, and that's Fantastic, what we've done. Yeah. And we're in, yeah. we're, we're just on to our fifth year, aren't yeah. we? Uh, shortly, yeah. And we've learned so much, haven't we, Emma? Yeah. I, I have to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in, in the in the ten years that I've been nursing for, I haven't had a job where I've learned more than doing this role. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you know. I'll speak for myself, but I suppose a lot of nurses and, and professionals, we all think the same way. It's it's a life for us, this, doing mm. this. It's not a job, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a vocation. It's something that we do, you know, mm. we dedicate a lot of our lives to, mm. to making sure that we do the best that we can. And I think for me, that's what's so important about things like this is, again, you know, I want to help people as best mm. I possibly can. We'll all make mistakes at times in life, but as long as you learn from that, and that is what this is about, we can then make things better for the people we next meet. And I think I always welcome opportunities like this to speak to to you know guys like yourselves when mm-hmm. you've had that experience and you can talk to me and tell me what things could be better as well. You know, I think it, it's fantastic. So, yeah, I I think it's it's fantastic. The David Project it sounds really good. Well, at the beginning, or, uh, at the beginning, we knew nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you make a conversation? Yeah. How do you do this? How, how yeah, do you do that? Absolutely. Uh, uh, and if going by now, you can't keep you can't keep us uh, quiet because we're we're talking about it all the Magic. time. You know? yeah. um, how good is that though? How yeah, does yeah. that feel to be able to? Where the spread, you see, yeah, you know, of course, and, absolutely. You know, people are so interested, and you know, uh, it's 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 top of our list. Really. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds really good. Sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you include the deaths of people from different ethnic communities in your research? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, so a letter review is um, done for every person with a learned disability and or autism. Um, letters notified, as we said before, by someone and they go online, fill out the form there. And part of that process is to identify if, if known what ethnicity that person was or from what cultural background. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we, we make sure that 
we recognise those communities and we also look um, at the moment as to whether that community meant that their journey was different and how we can work to ensure that everyone has that equality from from the services that we provide so you know certainly there's cultural aspect uh, things that determine people's health you know they have to make decisions but it could be religious based it could be anything like that and we take that into account um, when we're looking at the reviews that we do so we have two levels of review one is called an initial mm -hmm. and one is called a focused and the focused are often the ones that you guys will know from the panel Mm -hmm. um, and everyone that is from a cultural background um, or ethnicity will have a focus review at this time so that we can learn more about the information, you know, the, the things we need to find out from there to make sure that we're doing the right things for those people. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it encompasses everybody, but certainly we look at certain things um, differently like that. Do, does Leather check if people with, who die? have an annual health check yeah yeah we do so part of the um, part of the questions on the review that we write um, is very specific around the annual health check and we look at making sure that someone had an annual health check in the 12 months before they passed away because obviously they should be done annually 12 months um, we look at the quality of that annual health check as well so was it done over the telephone was it done face to face was it done as it should have been ultimately um, but yeah so if if someone has uh, autism for example they might not have an annual health check from the learning disabilities annual health check but people should be having NHS checks anyway and if you have a learning disability of course yeah we'll make sure that um, that annual health check was completed you know if for example you've got a long-term health condition we'll make sure that that was looked at and we'll comment if it wasn't that you know there should have been certain things that the annual health check should have covered that maybe it did or it didn't and um, we'll talk about you know specific learning so if the annual health check was done in a certain way that we think was really good we'll make sure that that learning is then taken forward to other areas they can sort of look at that and use that going forward yeah yeah because we had a problem with annual health checks because okay. i go to ld um, subgroup with the royal okay and we're talking stuff about that and mm. and about people with autism and lens pussy but they're getting confused because i haven't got flagged because i've got a lens pussy and and two long health conditions okay. that what i could die off even though i look after but um i got flagged anyway off the royal anyway but it's if they will source it out because um, it's too it's got you've got learning difficulties yeah and learning disabilities yes. and the confused the confuse between the two because they're both separate and yeah. different because yeah. the learning disabilities it's like um you can't do data day-to-day -day li lives stuff like that mm -hmm. And the learning difficulty is like you got like um, you can't read, you can't yeah. write, and stuff like that between yeah. the two. But the doctors are putting um, on people with learning disabilities, learning difficulties. Said that learning disability. That's why I'm not getting flagged because they should have put two instead of one. Yeah. So the, with the annual health check, it's 
it's it's a bit mess at the moment because the poor the poor learning difficulties, set of learning disabilities on yeah. people learning disabilities, yeah. G, GP records. Yeah. So trying, I'm trying with the royal to make that right to make it just both. Because uh, that that often is is a big difficulty, isn't it, for people? I think because if the GP record says learning difficulty, it doesn't necessarily mean you go onto the learning disability register, which then means you don't necessarily have access to the annual health check because you need to be on the register for that, don't you? So. Um, yeah, absolutely. I understand um, where you're coming from there um, with the learning difficulty and the disability. And they often are confused, aren't they, I think, by people. Um, and I'm sure they don't mean for it to be a negative thing, but it's very, it's probably very easy to get them confused because of the way they look from the words. But actually, as you rightly explained, learning difficulty is things like dyslexia, dyscalculia, isn't it, dyspraxia, whereas a learning disability is, is a lifelong thing, isn't it, you know, and it's not, um, it's not something that can be changed. So, yeah, absolutely, I think it's really amazing the work that you're doing by the sounds of it there, because it's very important, isn't it, to make sure that we get things like people onto the learning disability register that need to be on there, because that's the first gateway, really, isn't it, into the GPs, making sure that you've got that. And again, things like reasonable adjustments come from being on the Learn Disability Register. The GPs recognise that you might have things that you need to have a little bit different when you go into the GP. You might not need anything at all, but it's good to note, isn't it, if you do, you know, even down to just like your dimming of your lights and things like that might be really good if, you, if you've got any difficulties with sight and things. So, yeah, it's really important. It sounds really good, but you're absolutely right. Getting that first bit correct. Yeah, it's really, really necessary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. right, I think that's all the questions we have for you, Bob. But is there anything you'd like to say or add before we I, I think it's just, just to say thank you for, for having me here, really. I think I've really appreciated it. I, I always welcome the opportunity to speak to people from everywhere, you know. Um, and I think it's really, for me, as you've said yourselves, you know, you've learned a lot in the process you've taken. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much in the, the, the year now that I've been doing this job for. Um, yeah, I think let's just keep working together and, and let's keep making things different for people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for coming. Yeah, Cheers. no problem at all. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. And thank you, Emma and Phil, for joining me in this questioning segment. And thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode. We will have another debate episode ready for you tomorrow. See you then.